Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Well, I was like, you're too young. And that's just like, absolutely not. So I went into my own little personal denial about it. Michelle? Yes, Carling? Are we both a little sassy today? I think one of us is. It's both of us. You are being very All I'm saying sassy. is I was trying to keep you on task. We were podcast planning. I am tasking. Look at me. I'm making something right now for our podcast. I just need your uh, creative juices to be flowing a little bit harder here. Oh, God. It, it is really hard to come up with. Um, episode titles. It's true. Here's I have thing. never been good at making titles. Like, I've never been good at coming up with names for, like, yeah. a band or, like, whatever. Like, yeah. I can't. I have no, I'm not creative in that way. How's your week going? Yeah, I had a little bit of trauma. Yeah. Listen, I'm fire. I need to talk to Megan, my therapist, about why I'm so angry yeah. for you. Like, I'm, I can't let it's it go. because you're my little protector. I am your protector, and I was going to cut a bit. <laughs> Except, except, except it was a bitch six. six-year-old, and so I don't know how to navigate my feelings around, around like, because if it was anybody else, yeah, they would have felt my wrath yeah. as your best friend. Yeah, tell me what happened. Okay, I will tell you. So tell the people. I decided to treat myself. Treat yourself and get myself a advent calendar. Yes. I have been, like, a diehard Friends fan mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Before, like, TiVo or, like, PVRs ever existed, I used to record every single rerun on a VHS tape. Yeah. And, like, they would play, like, four or five reruns a night. So then I would, like, record them all, set all the little times. Yeah. I've seen every episode, like, a hundred times. You're I can recite very old. it. I'm very old. I love Friends. And so I got myself a Friends advent calendar because I yeah. saw it on TikTok and I was excited. And so it was like cute. 25 bucks off on Amazon. That's it? Yeah. That's not bad. And you know what? I think I had a very terrible childhood because I've never had an advent calendar before. Like not even when no. I was a kid. Yeah. My mom got me an advent calendar this year. But I've never had an advent calendar. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get an advent calendar uh, I opened up the first three because I was like on day three and yeah, it was December third. You opened all three. Yeah. Anyway, so I opened the three things and then I went to work and then I came home from work and I was doing my run and my kid asked me if she could look at it and yeah. I said, "Yeah, you can look at it. You can look at the ones that I've already opened." Yeah. So then, as I'm doing my run, she comes down and says, "There's actually three pins in the calendar," and I was like, "How do you know that?" So I she... mean, I think she's psychic, right? No. She opened every single envelope and took out every single item. I just, I'm, and I'm (laughs) fired up. I am, like, you're over it at this point, and I'm angry. I was really, really angry. Like, you called me, and you're like, you need to talk me down. I know, but I don't think think it works. And I think I the opposite. (laughs) Because I was like, here's what you need to do. Now I need to talk you down. (laughs) So... 
I called Adrian over and I was like, listen, you need to go upstairs and see what happened to this advent calendar. Because in my mind, it was destroyed. Right. Like, like all ripped. the envelopes were like ripped open. Yeah. She used her teeth, like the whole thing. Yeah. So I'm like, it's I sticky can't. sticky because somehow with yeah. everything kids touch of is course. sticky. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I can't look at this advent calendar with what the way I think it looks in my mind. Because yeah. I'm going to like set the house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like done. <laughs> So I'm like, you need to prepare me. Go look at it and see. Yeah. Make sure she's putting everything back. Yeah, because you told her. You said, like, you need to go put it all back. Put it all back. Because, like, I want to be surprised. I want to have that feeling of, like, every day you open something. Because I was deprived of that as a child. Yes. And I've bought my kids advent calendars for years. Yeah. Like, they've always been had that fun, right? Then, I don't know. He went upstairs and they, the whole time I'm doing my run, I'm on the treadmill. Yeah. I didn't want to get off and deal with it because I knew I was going to just be mad. Yeah. And so I get Julia and I was like, can you go see what's happening? Like, are things being put back? Anyways, I go upstairs and that's very, like, on brand for your kids. Like, Adrian probably got upstairs, forgot, got distracted, moved on. Yeah, or, but, like, yelled at her and then, like, left yeah, or something, Yeah, but right? Julia's, like, a people pleaser. Yes. She wants to be helpful. Yes. Yeah. So then she's trying to put everything back. And I said to Kate, like, do you remember where everything went? Well, not really. And I'm like, I'm just pissed, right? Yeah. Like, I bought something for myself. I wanted to have a little fun. Yeah. Christmas sucks. Like, I'm over it. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah. And so I was trying to get myself in the spirit. And so then I was even more mad because she couldn't remember where anything went back. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to pick up the twins. Usually, like, the girls want to come with me. I was like, you're not coming with me. Like, I'm so mad. mom needs a minute. So then I said to Adrian, like, you need to find a YouTube video where someone unboxes this and put everything back where it belongs. Like, I don't want to see anything. Like, just put it back. And I was so mad. I was, like, on the verge of tears. I'm like, this is so stupid. It's just an advent calendar. But, like, it was, like, the cherry on top of, like, my life is not my own. Yeah. Everything I do is for my children. Yeah. Anytime I try to do anything for myself, it gets ruined. Yeah. I mean, to be dramatic as humanly possible, that's how it feels. So I come home and they put everything back, but I was just so, maybe I felt defeated. Yeah. I was like, why do, why do I even? Well, I think it's hard because like I always tell you, you need to be more strict about your space. Yes. Because your kids literally destroy your bedroom. Yeah. And like Kate is six and she's a very creative individual. Yes. And so like she is often the one that will take something of yours and glue it to something else (laughs) because she wants to make a craft. And I admire that spirit. Uh Uh-huh. She's a spirited child. Definitely. But like you deserve and I don't maybe, you know what, everybody, this is going in our Facebook group. Go to our Facebook group. I did not sign up for this, but literally sign up for it. (laughs) And, like, whether you're a parent or not, like, what? How? It, to me, and I'm not a parent, so what the flip do I know? I thought this was Patreon. I was going to start swearing. (laughs) Calm down. Um, You should be able to have five kids over the age of four, because you do, Mm -hmm. and have things that they know they cannot touch. And, I mean, growing up, I had that. Like, I had, there were boundaries. It's like, don't touch the china cabinet don't touch this like this is you know but I guess for me I haven't set up strict enough boundaries with my children you the pendulum has swung too far the other way yeah so they think that what's mine is theirs and what's theirs is theirs exactly that's frustrating because I find my 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 stuff like scattered all over the house yeah or wrecked or whatever so I definitely need to set up better boundaries when it comes to my things yeah, um, I think, and <laughs> no, this is something people do with dogs, but hear me out. Do I spray them with a water bottle? I, <laughs> <laughs> don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> That's more for cats, but I think it would okay, work. Okay. No, I think your kids should just literally never be in your bedroom. Yeah, I, agree. I think there is a threshold, and if there is an item in your bedroom, they never touch it because yeah. they, they physically do not come in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. But, like, maybe I'm too harsh. No. My, my, I told you I felt like if that had happened to me, I would have gone and gotten the advent calendar for of Kate's, and I would have sat in front of her and eaten every single chocolate yeah. 
in front of her. Yeah. And then she wouldn't have gotten an advent calendar. Yeah. And I bet you that never would have happened again. <laughs> but then I think she'd be in therapy in 15 years talking about her crazy. There's a fine line, honestly. <laughs> and I don't know. I think that I'm not strict enough. I was stricter when Anthony was alive yeah. because I had someone who could back me up. Well, and like you've now got grief and trauma and like. Yeah. Yeah. I can very easily shut down. Yeah. My defense mechanism now is to shut down like when things get absolutely. And like when you earlier asked me, like, are they allowed to eat in the living room? Because if they are, I'll stop telling them not to. And I literally just put my head down on the table. Oh my god! Because I'm like, I can't. This is our friendship, and I wasn't coming from a place of uh-huh. like I no, wasn't I being judgy. But like every, the last few times I've come over, I have found food and dishes in the living room, and it was a very hard, strict rule for the last nine months mm-hmm. of like there. The only place food enters your mouth is in the kitchen. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Nowhere else in the house. So then I I came here and you were in the shower. So I was like, hey, why is this food here? You mm-hmm. guys don't eat in here. You eat in the kitchen. And they were all like, oh, like, I, I don't know. So then I was like, I just wanted clarity. Because mm-hmm. if that rule changed, I don't want to be the, like, killjoy aunt who's always like, meh, 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 meh. So, so you said, <laughs> is it still a rule? And I literally couldn't answer the question. I just put my head down. <laughs> and I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I mean, but that gave me a flashback to when Anthony was alive because I was stricter than I am now, but he was stricter than me. So, and because I was home 99% of the time and he wasn't, you know, things like that would happen too. He'd be like, I don't understand. Like I keep telling them to do this thing, but you're obviously not, you know. Yeah. Enforcing it when I'm not here. And it's just like, I don't want to make excuses, but it's really freaking hard to be the one who's always laying down the law. And then you have someone else coming in. I don't know. It's just, it sucks, you guys. Like, it just sucks, you know? Do not become a widow. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Would not recommend. (laughs) Especially if you have five children. Yeah. And, you know, your defense mechanisms are not great. (laughs) But you've got a good therapist. You're working through it. Yeah. I'm going to go see my therapist in a couple weeks. You can talk to her about all your issues with my children. <laughs> <laughs> she, I like to do an hour and a half or a two hour session uh-huh. because 60 minutes isn't six, 60 minutes. It's 50. Yes. Because of the transition time. And I feel like in 50 minutes, I have just gotten into what I need to talk about. Yikes. And so I always try to... Bu- <laughs> Your poor therapist. <laughs> Listen, last year... I had to unpack I, a lot of I know. stuff. Last year, I realized I had more benefits than I thought through yes. work. And so I wanted to use them up because, like, mental health is very important. And yeah. I didn't know I had this many... So I went online and I booked like literally in one week, I booked an hour and a half session, a two hour session, uh, like, and she like messaged me and she's like, I just want to make sure that everything's okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. There is no need to panic. Oh I just thought I want to. Do I use- need someone on standby <laughs> for you? So I was like, no, no, everything's fine. I just thought want to use this up anyway. So she didn't have. So I realized it's December, how already. Yeah. And so I was like, shoot, I want to get in to see her and use up the rest of my benefits. But she doesn't have an hour and a half or two hour time Mm. slot available when I'm available. Mm -hmm. But she had a Monday and a Tuesday, 50 minutes each. So I booked both of them. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to see her Monday for 50 minutes and then we'll be able to be like, pause. I'll see you in 24 hours. (laughs) And then come back and revisit my... So how much of my therapy, how how much of your therapy session is about me and my children? Like 30%. No. (laughs) I don't know. I think I talk about it more in like the way it gets brought up is like, how can I best be present or like how, you know, like, yeah, how can I best show up and like handle this? But I'm going to talk about my unreasonable anger towards your six year old. I don't think it's unreasonable. I mean, I was so freaking mad. Like, But then she only got a one eight o'clock bedtime. Yeah, I know because I suck. Like I would have like I had I would have I don't know. It's because I have like no backbone and I have. I have issues. Okay, Carly. Can <laughs> okay. you just love me? Well, I do. With my flaws. Unconditionally. And I just wish I'm that good. I could be a better friend for you. No, you're great. No, I'm not. Listen, I called yesterday. I was like, I'm coming over, but I'm in a bad mood and I'm very hungry, but I'm also upset at my current mass. <laughs> 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 and you were like, I will get you food 
and you ordered me all food that was like friendly to my belly, like food that makes my belly feel nice. Mm -hmm. I did. You did that for me. I know. But then it's like, I think I make your life more stressful. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think I make your life more stressful because I show up and I'm like, I just want to make a suggestion. I know. But if I like just did what you told me to do, (laughs) if I was more submissive, (laughs) I think this would work out a lot better. Oh my god. What I'm trying to say is 20 years is enough. Okay, let's just shut her down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? Honestly, Lord. though, the other day when I I was like messaging you or whatever, and I was apologizing for something, and you were like, I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, for some reason I felt like I needed to hear that. Because what if you were like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> you, uh, well, I said I'm not going anywhere. You cannot get rid of me. I needed to hear that. Well, here I am. Honestly. I wish your I think your kids often wish I would just go away. Oh, probably. Because I hold them to the rules. Yeah, but you know what? Someone needs to. Okay. I really want to tell this funny story. I needed to I I forgot a password to a website. And Honestly. I, no, do you know what really? it was? I actually think it was one of those apps that keeps passwords. Oh, my God. And so I needed my one master password to get into this app. That's hilarious. And I was like, shoot, I cannot remember what this password is. And so I looked at my phone because sometimes I'll keep passwords in random places. And I'm like, nope, nope, it's definitely not there. Did you keep your PIN number written on your hand, too? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did love when I worked at the bank. Yes. And seniors would be like, I think my PIN is 97. And you're like, no, 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 no. Do not tell me. Do not tell me. I do not know your pin. Oh, God. Um, so then I was like, okay, I'll just hit the give me a hint option. Yeah. The hint was as a child and then we met. What? Mm-hmm. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. What does it mean? As I did a not. As child. Su- yeah. And, and then, then we, we met. That's really creepy. What a cryptic. And, I re- and then I vaguely remembered thinking of the hint and thinking, yeah. No one's going to get this, but I would definitely (laughs) remember it. So did you remember? What it ended up being. Are you going to tell me when your password? No. uh, It was one of my pets as a child. And then mine and Lindy's anniversary. Wow. Like what an obscure. It took me for, I was like, as a child. And then we met. Who's we? What What did I have as a child? What? (laughs) What a stupid, stupid thing. God. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, I know I say this literally every Tuesday, but I'm so excited about today's episode. (laughs) Me too. Um, Katie's mom Mm -hmm. has early onset Alzheimer's. Yes. I really think it's an interesting perspective because it's so um, relatable to our age group. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. To sort of experience a parent who gets a diagnosis like this and mm-hmm. what that journey's like. Absolutely. So enjoy the episode. Yeah. And we'll talk to you after. All right, bye. bye. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. I just said good morning, but it's one in the afternoon. <laughs> I just looked at the clock. Good afternoon. Is it really morning? How's it going? It's going really well. How are you guys? Not too bad. Not it's bad. beautiful out today. Not bad for essentially December in Calgary. So it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 I. This is like, it's rare that we interview somebody that lives in the same city as us. Oh. <laughs> um, so we can actually like relate about the weather together. Yeah, we can talk about the weather perfect. Um, I'm so excited that it was like kind of a funny story how you came to be on this podcast because... Yeah. Like, I know you from CrossFit from, like, two or three years ago. Yeah, about that. And then, like, we've just stayed Facebook friends. And then on TikTok, I follow your mom you follow on TikTok. my mom. <laughs> yes, you do. And then I started, and then I was like, oh, Katie joined TikTok. And I was like, why does that woman look so familiar that she's with? <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that woman I follow is Katie's mother. Yeah, that's her. She It's wild. Pretty funny. <laughs> That's yeah, it's amazing. So we're so excited to to chat with you today. Oh. So why don't we start with just like introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from. Yeah, sure. So my name is Katie and uh, originally I'm from Ottawa, but my family and I moved here when I was five. So Calgary is definitely home. 
I currently work in family law and my mom lives in BC with her family. Well, her parents, wow. sorry, I should say. <laughs> yeah. And her sister, right? Yes. One of her sister's genes. So her and Jean are, um, who, well, her sister Jean runs the Kathy project on TikTok and on Instagram. And then my mom is the star of the show. <laughs> I love it. So why don't we, um, why don't we just dive right in? So yeah. the, the reason we followed your mom on TikTok is because her and her sister are documenting your mom um, through her diagnos diagnosis and living with, um, is it early onset Alzheimer's? Yes. Yeah. Early onset. I'm really interested in sort of hearing like from your perspective about it as well. Yeah. So it was, gosh, there's different, uh, point of views as to when it really started, but I'll go with mom. Right. <laughs> um, it was probably about four years ago, four to five years ago that, uh, my mom used to own the Calgary school of art and oh. yeah, they, uh, it was a business that she had had for over 25 years, um, like in-house instructors and art classes and supplies, stuff like that. And then of course, as Michaels and Walmart, uh, came in, you know, they're just so big, it's impossible to compete price-wise. Um, yeah. so unfortunately, uh, she had to, the business went under and she had to file for corporate bankruptcy. And, um, so that sent her into what we thought at the time was a pretty serious, uh, depression. And with depression, you know, you forget things, you're not focused, you're easily or can be easily confused and, you know, variety of different side effects. So uh, no one, no one was really thinking that it was anything outside of that. And then um, just some things in her behavior started happening that were pretty out of character for her. Uh, her and her husband at the time decided to move to Didsbury, which no offense to people that live in Didsbury, but we were like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? I've been to Didsbury. Like, I'm sure for the people that live there, it's great. But to um, move from Calgary. I think we almost bought a house in Didsbury, actually. Oh. Is that past Strathmore? It is. It's right beside Olds. Yeah. So Olds is a little more yeah. up and coming, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But Didsbury <laughs> is, you know, like one gas station, one hotel that's always vacant. It's just, it's, you know, my mom and her husband at the time were you know, in their mid late fifties, they're like, they didn't need to go to Didsbury yeah. yet. Uh, but they went yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then my mom decided, uh, she wanted to go to BC where her parents and her sister, uh, live. And her sister was working with, uh, people with special needs or pretty significant, um, lack of physical abilities, uh, things like that. And so my mom wanted to go there to get work experience because her running her own business for over 25 years and trying to find a job in her fifties, shocker was pretty impossible. <laughs> so she went there to, the plan was for her to work for a few months, I think six months, and then she would come back here and find a similar job in Calgary. Yeah. She lives in BC now, so she didn't come back. Oh, like she, she just stayed there. Yeah, she stayed there. And, uh, it was, she was very happy with, uh, you know, spending time with her sister, uh, working in the kind of environment that she was, uh, she really enjoyed it. And from there, things just really, it was a significant transition. I don't want to say it disintegrated or decreased or anything like that. It just became very different. And it was shortly around there that she got her a diagnosis. Um, cause yeah, she was, you know, forgetting to shower, forgetting, uh, on, you know, how to cook, it was easily getting lost and a lot of short-term memory, uh, retention was just not there. Long-term memory is there, but short-term not smart. Did you notice as her daughter, like when she was in Calgary, did you notice anything that was concerning? Concerning, but not concerning that it would have led me to think it was Alzheimer's. Uh, concerning right. in the sense that she was very, very uh, upset and down, but, you know, her business at 25 years just went under and 
it was sort of like, well, yeah, of course she's sad. That's to be expected. Yeah. Anyone would be sad and struggling. And of course, yeah. you know, she really struggled finding another job. That was a hit to the ego. And then, you know, like living in Didsbury is certainly not action packed or in any way, shape or form like that. So it was consistent <laughs> boredom, consistent silence. Yeah. They, like what could she yeah. have done besides go for a walk every day? You know, it's like living yeah. on a farm without the animals. There's really not much to do and lack of activity, you know, lack of, when you lose the ability or lose the opportunity to exercise your brain or use your brain, I just, I think that's so dangerous. And that's yeah. kind of what happened with her very interesting series of events. Her story is that she felt it years before she ever talked about it. Uh, but again, really? Yeah. And, you know, like Alzheimer's is tough. A lot of her short-term memories of what are there, it's recaps of what people have told her. They're not specifically her memories. So right. it's difficult to distinguish between what is actually her short-term memory versus what is she thinking what happened because that's what she was told. But yeah. she says yeah. she says that she felt it uh, quite a few years before they... Um, the business went under. I mean, all I saw was someone trying to keep a business afloat in an economy that was absolutely impossible for any small business to make it when there's, you know, the big ones like Walmart and Michaels around. It's impossible. Yeah. That's what I witnessed um, from the point that she got her diagnosis. Uh, huge, significant change. And so was it your mom that it made the decision to go seek out medical help? I believe she was uh, encouraged to do so by her parents and sister. I don't know that they were expecting that to happen. In the beginning, my mom was very yeah. quiet about it. She didn't talk about it a lot, uh, just out of fear. And I think she just truly didn't know what was going on. Uh, so very confusing yeah. time for her. And uh, it's pretty rare for people her age. Well, it's hard to diagnose Alzheimer's, period. But very yeah. rare for... She'll turn 60 in... 21. She's extremely young oh, to have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah. This is something that gets when you're older. Yeah. Quite old. <laughs> my grandpa was in his late 80s, and even us as his family trying to get him a diagnosis so that we could get him help was really challenging. So once mm -hmm. she was officially diagnosed, I mean, then it was very loud and clear to see, but we also knew what to look for then as well. So, right. And did you guys feel like immediately a plan needed to be in, pl in place to help her to stay with her to make sure she wasn't, you know, in harm's way? Yeah. So she, I mean, she's very happy, but she moved back in with her parents. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm in my 30s and some days I'm like, you know, it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> I was just saying, I tell anyone who still lives with their parents, I'm like, don't leave ever. <laughs> Stay as long as you can. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we did. But because she was in BC and, um, you know, with her sister all the time, living with her parents, um, you know, me as one of her daughters being here, I mean, she was clearly being well taken care of. Um, so that was as far as planning. I mean, and collectively as a family, that's really as far as we got. So she very much says she enjoys living where she's living. I mean, my grandparents live on the island. Their backyard is the ocean. So wow. I, there's worse places to live. She gets to be with them as well. And, you know, they're older. Yeah. Is she still with her, her husband at the time? No, that was one of the ripple effects of her moving and not coming back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's really tough. Yeah. Very tough. Do you remember getting the call when, was it your mom that told you about the diagnosis? It was. And when I, when I first found out about it, about it, I was just like, well, that's not right. So no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you're too young. Well, I was like, you're sense. too young. And that's just like, absolutely not. So I went into my yeah, own little yeah. personal denial about it. And uh, it was just a very, uh, very unchartered 
waters, I suppose. You know, how do you react to that? And yeah. it's so wild. Like as we, like, I think we're about the same age, but yeah. like as our parents age, there just seems to be this, like, I just assume there's this just trajectory of like, at this age, we'll probably, you know, this might happen at this age, this might happen. And then, you know, they'll die at a hundred or, mm-hmm. you know, you just like build totally. it in your head as the way it should go. Yeah. You know, when my, my partner's mom got cancer and passed away, you know, um, before her 60th birthday. And it just like, there's this feeling of like, well, no, that's not right. Like that, you know, this is something that probably shouldn't happen for another 15 years or totally. Yeah. yeah the the yeah. whole thing is just, you know, for some reason, society or our brains teach us the way that things should be. And when it's out of order, it just, it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. Completely. And I mean, I'll be the first to admit, it's more likely that I was am in complete denial about it as my own little super cool coping mechanism. You know, that's more likely. <laughs> hey, no judgment. Than... <laughs> uh, you said you had um, other siblings. There's three of us. So what did, you know, your other siblings feel about the diagnosis? Were they kind of in the same boat as you? One was very, probably much more into a more supportive role immediately. And she currently lives in uh, BC as well and sees her pretty often. And then the other, it was a different reaction and um, one that I'm not allowed to talk about. Out of respect. No worries. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, families are tricky. Yeah, absolutely. Tricky, and so tricky what, is a very nice way tricky? to say it. <laughs> As somebody who comes from quite a dysfunctional family, yeah. <laughs> um, we can say. But so what was, what is the treatment that she got put on? Like, how do you treat early onset Alzheimer's? Uh, you don't. There's wow. no treatment that she is able to take. Um, I don't know that there's much treatment available at all and when I hear treatment I mean like medicine there's things that she can do um to keep her brain busy and active and you know like artwork or journaling or writing reading uh but those things became very difficult for her you have to watch a movie when you truly don't know what's going on about five minutes in yeah Yeah. uh or at the end you're like neat don't know (laughs) <laughs> like watching a movie yeah, yeah. in a completely different language and you're like I have no idea what's happening right now so hard yeah. to enjoy but things like you know exercise eating healthy just the very normal things that um you know everyone should really do and generally it does make you feel better but then of mm-hmm. course COVID put a wretched twist into that uh, yeah she's become increasingly worse uh well it's just become more noticeable uh, with COVID because she right. can no longer, she's no longer able to volunteer. She's no longer going swimming. She's restricted as to what kind of outings they're able to do. You know, the big exciting thing right now is going to thrifties to get food. Aww. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's an exciting moment. So that's what you, your guys's reaction. Exactly. It's, it's sad. <sighs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's the big event. Uh, yeah, so COVID has had a significant impact. Hmm. Did she stop working as soon as she got the diagnosis or was it after? It was after she got the diagnosis. She was uh, no longer able to complete her the duties outlined for her job. You know, the, her, the place that she was working at, they could have handled it better. We'll just we'll say it that way Mm -hmm. she was no longer able to drive so that of course put a big twist into her world um but yeah so she was no longer able to work no longer able to drive and this is a woman who's been extremely independent and incredibly successful her entire life so I can only imagine yeah so my husband's um grandfather was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um I believe it was in his early 80s. Yeah. But he was still driving, he was still going to the church every day, he was volunteering at the hospital. It was very difficult for them to, you know, basically convince him that he can no longer be driving and that it's not safe for him to be doing those kind of things and he was he would get right. quite upset about it because he was a very independent person. So did you experience that with your mother as well, you know, letting her know 
you know, the yeah. people around her saying you can't be driving anymore or working. She's, she talks about it often. Her not being able to drive was a major loss for her. It was very hard. You know, it's just, it, be, it was no longer safe for her to do those things. Yeah. It was very, very upsetting for her and just kind of added to the quickly changing uh, aspects of her life. Uh, but the driving one was a big one. What was, what was the decision or how did the deciding factor come where your aunt, your mom's sister mm -hmm. moved in with her parents and sister? Like that's huge. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty huge. Her sister just uh, very much wanted to be there and is also someone who was able to provide that support at that time. And they're quite close as, as sisters. So it was, uh, you know, emotionally, probably a very easy decision for her to decide to help her sister out. I mean, I would do the same for any of my sisters, so I get it. Uh, and then yeah. the financial aspect as well. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they live rent-free. <laughs> so that helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, from what I remember, my grandmother is an excellent cook, so that's also probably oh. great. <laughs> it was just... A, I mean, my perception of it, it was very important for her to be there and be able to help my mom. And then, so she did. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And how do you, are you close with your grandparents? Like, have you found out like how they're coping with it? Because that's, you know, they're aging and again, like your kids aren't supposed to get sick. Yeah. You know, you get sick and your kids look after you. Are they providing much of a caregiving role? Uh, they are in the sense, uh, my grandmother more so, but she's more mobile. Uh, my grandfather is not well. He's in his, I think, late 80s now. So my grandmother, though, absolutely. Everyone is doing the best to their current ability. I suppose that's all you can really ask for is, I mean, yeah, they, they take care of my mom and, and her sister, and uh, they reciprocate, again, to the best of their ability. So what state is your mom in, in her, um, like having Alzheimer's, like how functional is she on her own versus how much care does she need on a daily basis? She needs, I won't call it care right yet. I'll call them reminders. So on her wall, she has a lot of notes to remind her to do things, um, like take a shower every other day or you know, do laundry or ask Jean to do your laundry on this day. Just real little reminders. Um, she can do some simple cooking or baking on her own. There was at one point she wasn't able to do laundry on her own. She said she just forgot how to do it. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, and just like what a weird concept to be sitting there knowing you know how to do something, but you can't figure out how to do it. Yeah. yeah. That must be a very scary feeling, but. Um, Absolutely. You know, she goes for walks on her own. She, you know, enjoys going food shopping and, you know, like as far as where she's at mentally or as far as what kind of physical care she needs it's not a lot yet but she certainly couldn't live alone uh, right. not safely anyways she does need those reminders tell us a bit about the trip that you she just came to visit you or did you go visit her I went to go see her um she's too scared to fly right now so I went to go see her and I had been kind of I had gone a couple uh the a couple years prior or maybe the year before and of course COVID I was delaying it delaying it delaying it and then finally just said well COVID's not ending anytime soon so yeah. before it gets worse <laughs> I'm going to go now uh and yeah. we went and we had a really great time I kind of went in with you know we can go whale watching we can go to the bug zoo we can go on this hike we can go do that and I quickly realized that that was way too much for her you know I got a uh, Airbnb and had a room in case she wanted to stay but uh, for this trip it was outside of her comfort level as much as yeah. her very specific routine bores her to pieces it's also very important for her so new changes in her routine are stressful we did go to the bug zoo we went for a couple walks um we went to like did a hike and saw some waterfalls went to butcher gardens like just tried to do things that she enjoyed it's kind of you know she's most captivated by very simple things probably that most you know would take advantage of she still talks about butcher gardens because of all the colors of the flowers where, Aww, you know, for most really of nice. us, that's, you'll remember it, but she very much holds on to it. And, um, yeah, actually one of the reasons why she loves TikTok so much is that she makes these videos and then she'll go back and rewatch them. And so it's how she yeah. stores 
her short-term memories and things like that. Uh, Cause she'll say, yeah. you know, if I say, Hey, remember when we went to butcher gardens, she's like, what? No. But then when she watches the video then it brings her back to it. Oh, so she's, you know, using TikTok in that way as well. Um, she's the that. reason why I went on it. Um, I fought it quite hard in the beginning, but <laughs> she's like, oh, God. like TikTok, another flipping app. I don't want to. And now yeah, I'm like yeah. fully obsessed with it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I originally went on for my, for my mom. And then when she explained that she watches the videos and that's how she kind of remembers, I was like, oh, well that's, you know, the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes. I will get TikTok. No. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like having a little external hard drive for your memories, yeah. right? Yes. Totally. And it's, you know, also really great for me because now I have these videos. Yeah. It's very possible the trip that I just went to see her will be the last time she recognizes me. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, who knows? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Does she ever have issues recalling names or faces? Not of family members, but I'll usually... I call her just about every day when I'm done work and it's essentially the exact same conversation every day. I will act surprised every time she tells me the stories, but yeah, the, the, the short conversations that aren't face to face, uh, they're the exact same every day. I think that's so sweet. I remember when my grandma, um, was very sick and, uh, my younger cousins would be like, like, oh, she just repeats the same thing over and over. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Have that same conversation five times if you need to. Yeah. Like, it's, it's still special. And I, you know, I would go back in a heartbeat and relive the most mundane conversations with my grandparents. A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's very, it's painful for me because it's just like, oh God, you know, and some days I'm like, okay, we're still talking about this. Great. <laughs> but for- <laughs> She, it's, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, she's telling me the story. So I listen, it's sort of just, it reminds me of, you know, with young children, they tell you the same thing over and over again, and they're just as excited. Uh, and you listen, if, you know, if your nephew or niece or, you know, son, daughter, whoever was like, Hey, I want to tell you this. And you're like, ugh, again, like that would be, (laughs) Uh, so I think it should also be, it, it's horrible to do to a human just cause someone's an adult yeah. and they, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is that you're going to cherish those moments and wish you had those moments in the years to come when she does start forgetting, you know, more things. Right. So generally like day to day, what do you think, like, how is she coping? Like, does she have a, a good sense of humor about it? I mean, yeah. what we've seen on TikTok and things like she, she seems, you know, like she's kind of going with the flow and, and she can yeah. she can laugh about certain things. Yeah, I think she, you know, she laughs about it as much as she can. And, you know, things are generally easier to deal with when you laugh about it. Um, she is yeah. truly doing a phenomenal considering what she has had to take on with this diagnosis. She laughs a ton, you know, if we went to a restaurant. She's like, I need you to help me order. And I went, yeah, that's great. What do you want? She goes, well, I don't know. You need to do it for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see how like demanding we are now. And and she's like, well, I did it for you your entire childhood. So I think you can do it for one dinner. Yeah. Like, you know, she has that really funny banter that way. You know, she really does her best. She has her off days, but you know, I think that's completely normal. It's, I don't, that shouldn't be looked at as a, oh no, it's a bad day. In the middle of bad days, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But she is probably 90% of the time laughing, doing things that she likes, doing the best that she can. I mean, she gets to be with her parents in, you know, their, the end part of their life, which, you know, probably a lot of people don't get the chance to until it's too late. She also gets to yeah. live with her sister. They, you know, they live in a beautiful home. The ocean's the backyard. They live on the island. You know, it, it could have gone very differently. I think that she's doing amazing. I'm completely biased, of course, but uh, she laughs a lot. She laughs about it a lot. She's not scared to talk about her feelings. Um, she loves TikTok because now, you know, it's just such my, my mom would, of course she would do this. She's turning her diagnosis into a platform to help others. You know, it's not about 
she gets a diagnosis like Alzheimer's and she goes, okay, so how can I help others make this easier for them? And that's just the kind of human that she is. And that's, you know, the other major factor of her uh, doing, using the TikTok platform uh, to, you know, get more information out about Alzheimer's, how to deal if your family member has it, things to say, things not to say, how you can be more supportive, things like that. I love that. How did TikTok come to be? Like, how did they even know about it? And who was sort of the one that was like, you know, we should do start TikTok. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure it was uh, her sister that said, hey, let's do this. Um, But when it came about for TikTok, it was right around COVID. Um, Right. You know, it's probably when most people got on TikTok is everyone was bored, not able to do anything. Oh, there's a new app. It's kind of fun videos. Great. Sign me up. People are having to connect and cope in a very different way right now. And I even harder for those who have, you know, any kind of diagnosis, really. And uh, TikTok is kind of offered, you know, for some therapy, for some information, for uh, some resources, like just an abundance of support all in one, like in a one-stop shop. That's amazing. Do you... um, I don't know, but is Alzheimer's hereditary or do you worry about about your own health or your own sibling's health getting something like this? Yeah, um, it's it can be genetic and it also doesn't have to be. Um, right. I don't know. I think it, you know, if it's genetic, you're more likely to get it. But my mom is the first one diagnosed in the family. So, but oh, okay. it always starts with one, you know, to say that, oh, it's not yeah. the family yet. It's like, well, it wasn't in any family at one point and, you know, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, I have fully convinced myself that I will get it, (laughs) but, uh, and my mom's other sister has expressed, uh, fear that she will get it as well. Um, but I've had memory issues. Oh, it's very much in line with where I'm at with my depression. So it it fluctuates. Yes. I'm scared if I'm going to get it, but I'm not focusing on it. Uh, if if I'm going to, I'm going to. And I cannot prevent it. So I'm not going to force myself to worry about something and then get it. Therefore going through it twice. I'll just go through it once if I have to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But absolutely. It's, uh, it's on my mind. I get cognitive testing with my doctor every six months. So you betcha it's on my mind. (laughs) Yeah. You know, sometimes my memory, I don't know what I did an hour ago. And then other times I'll remember the phone number of a client at work, which, yeah. you know, I'm like, well, okay, well, that's, that seems like maybe I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a fear for sure. Well, it's been so um, inspiring and encouraging to see while well, your TikToks and your mom's TikToks and yeah, early onset Alzheimer's isn't talked about that much. Mm-hmm. And Not a lot. Yeah. Well, and to be on social media like that and to be so honest about what's going on. I mean, you're that's kind of the beauty of social media is you're reaching out to communities that you probably would never would have been able to and 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 of course. people are seeing you from all over the world that could maybe be experiencing the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, she like she's reached people uh, like all over the world, Australia, Europe, the States, you know, anywhere and everywhere. She has people that DM her, send her like packages, gifts and stuff, um, reach oh, out to her that she will engage with or that her sister will engage with on my mom's behalf. It's like Aww. in that aspect, it's pretty significant. Like, I think that's it. What an accomplishment, you know, yeah, to have been able yeah, to have helped yeah. so many. And in such an extraordinarily difficult, weird, complicated time while going through, you know, something like I hate Alzheimer's with every fiber of my being. I think it's horrific, absolutely horrific um, to lose that kind of capacity while while being aware that you're losing it until you're not aware. (laughs) But also, you know, it's probably one of the few diseases that also impacts loved ones I don't want to say more but in a very huge way that's just it's different yeah there's like a grief that comes with it like yeah yeah like you start to grieve the way 
the person somebody was and still have to, you know, you still love them through their illness. Of course. And then, you know, having the patience and understanding to have the same conversation actually hundreds of times over and over and to try to maintain the same tone of excitement and, you know, things like that. Um, it can feel completely exhausting. She sort of raised me my whole life, so I figured it's the least I can do. <laughs> Alzheimer's is an absolute insert swear word here. Yeah. 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 Wow. My gosh. Well, we're so thankful that you, you know, were willing to take the time to talk to us about your perspective on it. And um, yeah, I think it touches so many different family members so differently. Yeah. Um, it's nice to talk about yeah. it. Yeah not something I talk about often. It's yeah. Oh thank you gosh. so much for sharing. Okay guys. It was so nice to talk. You yeah, too. You Enjoy too. the rest of your day. I will. Okay. Okay. Take bye. Care. Bye. bye. Michelle. Yes, Carling. I don't know. I literally, <laughs> I really, why did I hit record? Before I don't know. I was ready to wow. Talk? Yikes. Um, what a good episode. Katie, thank you so much for being on our show. Yes. Thank you for sharing. I think it's important for everyone to hear. I mean, sharing truly is caring. It is. Guys. Wow. 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 Guys, thank Look you. Th- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> guys, thank you for listening to our show. Yes. We're just a little Canadian podcast and we're, you know. A. 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 And, you know, we're growing slowly but surely and it just honestly means so much. So if you don't already, maybe consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, share it with a friend, especially if you know somebody in Wyoming and (laughs) just like share it and, and share, um, on like your Instagram stories and tag us. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Do your thing. I mean, we are always shocked by the amount of people we like that are listening to us like all over the world, literally. Yeah. Like we just got a download in Kuwait. Like what the heck? I don't know if you're listening to this. Like who are we? Who are to we? Be, to be downloaded in Kuwait. I know. That's what seems so wild. And we're also on Patreon. So if you've been listening for a while and or if you or if you just found us and you think we're great and you want to support us in a different way, uh, join our Patreon. There's over 19 bonus episodes and they literally they're everything. They, oh, these yeah. are episodes we interview people with even crazier stories. We tell our own crazy stories. Yeah. We cover true crime if we feel like it. Yeah. You know, we just kind of we last week, the last Patreon episode, <laughs> oh, we shot for shot told our most embarrassing stories. Okay. Um, Why weren't we doing shots while we were doing that? That was a missed opportunity. Ooh, round two. We can do it again. Yeah, we have way more stories. I know. Like that, I say, are most embarrassing. Those are just the ones we thought of and that And then, day. like, if we're sh- doing shots, like, it's going to get yeah. sloppier and sloppier. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Maybe we can make a video doing that. Oh, that would be a good Patreon yeah. video. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, if you're interested, check it out. And you can find us on patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this. And everywhere else that we are at, I did not sign up for this. Next time we do an intro and an outro, I want to record you because your arms are a flailing. Why? You're just like. I'm really impassioned. It's very, it's a lot of hand talking. It's not a visual medium, but if you can, (laughs) if you can sense the hands moving while she's talking. People are going to have to wait for us to go on tour and do live shows. Totally. To really appreciate our body language. I know. Our bodies. Our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for your support. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.